Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 10. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad you found this podcast. Would love if you consider subscribing, and you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. How are you guys doing today? Hope all is going well in your neck of the woods. There's a lot going on uh, in my life recently, um, and yeah, coming up as well. But yeah, it's been it's been a crazy week. So the last episode with Jason Darp, um, self worth. If you guys had not listened to that episode, definitely go back and check that out. Um, it was a really really great episode. I I mean, not just to like to toot my own horn because it's my podcast, but like the conversations with Jason were just phenomenal. It was such a good conversation. Really, things that a lot of people I think need to hear and kind of just get sunk into their head about um, self worth and everything that has to do with that. So go check that out. That's episode nine. Uh, again, with Jason Tharp from Wonderful Studios. That's so grateful that he was able to come out on the show. Um, the lot that show we talked about me running the back to backs in new England. So that was last weekend that that happened. Well, when this comes out, it'll be two weekends ago. Um, and that's kind of wrapped into the topic tonight. So I won't get into that just yet. Um, but I do want to say congratulations to all those that ran Chicago marathon. I know there were some people on my Instagram feed. It was their first, uh, Chicago marathon. Some PRs happened. So that's good. It looks like they had pretty decent weather for Chicago. Um, yeah, I remember I ran Chicago a few years ago. It got hot real fast <clears throat> and that became an issue. Um, but yeah, it's, it's such a, such a lovely race. And then the Columbus marathon is tomorrow or technically last Sunday uh, when this episode releases and I'll be out on the course, uh, cheering people on there. So that'll be a pretty good time as well. Um, I'm going to, I haven't decided exactly what I was going to do. I was going to initially have beer out on the course for some people, but then that just seems more for me to carry around. So I think I'm going to just like stay put at around like mile 18 maybe, and then just hop between different areas and kind of make that my run because I haven't run since the races. So I thought that would be kind of a good way to get some miles in as well. Um, just kind of play that, um, back and forth if you will. Yeah. So that's what's happening at Columbus marathon. Um, just yesterday, I experienced a float spa. I think it's called True Rest in Powell, Ohio. They're all over the place. They're a, they're a um they're a def, they're a franchise chain, um like a massage envy kind of thing. But just think of float spas. That was a pretty interesting experience. The sensory deprivation type feel. It wasn't a hundred percent sensory deprivation one, um because the the tank is smaller so at the start I was touching stuff. And then if I like tried to stretch just a little bit, I would, I would, you could feel the edges of the tank and then you can kind of hear noises every once in a while in the hallway. They were trying to be quiet, but you can still kind of hear people every once in a while. But for the most part, you know, pitch black, dark, no real sound. Um, you're floating in a tank. It was, it was, it was definitely a really cool experience. It definitely helped ease some of my muscles. You, you know, I came out of the tank feeling like a little lighter, if you will. Like I, my feet felt, uh, or my legs and my muscles felt just like very weak. Like I haven't been walking in ages, even though it was only 60 minutes that I was in that tank, but I'd recommend you guys to try it out. You know, if that's something that you think you might be, uh, might be up for, I, I had to definitely get comfortable with discomfort there. Cause I'm not really like a, I'm not really a claustrophobic person, but I also don't really like confined spaces. Like I can deal with it. I don't like hyperventilate panic. I just, you know, I'm just uncomfortable with it. And I was like, okay, I'll just leave the little pod thing open. And, you know, we let some natural light in. And I was like, no, then it's going to let more noise into. I'm like, probably should close it. But I'm like, I'm definitely going to leave the lights on. 
And they told me when the music stopped, the lights would turn off and the lights didn't turn off. So it was kind of like my own self-conscious, like, nope, you have to turn, like you are in control of this. You have to turn off the lights. And that's what I did. I clicked the giant button, turned off the lights. And for a moment, I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or not. That's how dark it was. It was crazy how dark it was and just how like still and quiet it is and how loud your breathing feels. And I could feel my heartbeat. And it's just like, you know, it wasn't, um, pounding out of my chest, but I could like actually audibly hear the heartbeat in the water just because everything else was so still and quiet. It was definitely peaceful and relaxing. Um, the people there, I know it's probably half a sales pitch, but they recommend a few times before you actually like make a decision if it's something that would be good for you longer term. So I did, um, I, I did end getting their little package thing. Um, so I'll probably be going back once or twice more just to kind of, you know, now that I know what to expect, kind of be able to get that out of my head and just like, all right, I know what it is now. So that anxiety is gone and try to maybe, um, enjoy the relaxing a little more on that aspect. But the, the crazy, um, fun news of the week is I was accepted to team, uh, BMC or Boston medical center, um, for Boston 2020. So I will be running the Boston marathon next year. Um, super excited to, to be able to have the opportunity to, to fundraise for this team and just be a part of it as well. I know I'm probably going to get some slack. And I think this goes back to my self-worth conversation with Jason is uh, just because I didn't qualify, it doesn't, I need to make sure I understand that it still makes me, you know, I'm, I'm still doing something to get to Boston and I don't, I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, no, you didn't qualify. So it's, it's not the same yada, yada, yada. And I can, I can understand that from a standpoint and I know I'm not going to be the guy that, you know, wears the Boston jacket around all the time and, you know, the Boston shirt and, you know, shows up training runs with that because to me, those, those people are people that qualified for the race. Now I know they're all not, um, but just being able to be a part of such a historic race and being able to, to mark that off my bucket list, not only for a world major, but for a state, um, it's just super exciting, especially learning more and more about team BMC and everything they have going on. Um, I'm super excited that I I was a part, get to be a part of this team. And weirdly enough, I, the, the conversation happened. Um, I wonder if I should talk about that later now. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it now. The, uh, at the end of Rhode Island, the last five miles, I met a lady and we just got to talking and she was like, Oh, I'd never run under five hours. I'm like, Oh, we can definitely make that happen. Um, you know, we're going to push through and make that, make that an actual thing. And, uh, with that, we were just having a conversation back and forth and, and she had told me she had run Boston. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. And she told me about the charity she ran with, which was team BMC. And we kind of just got talking. I'm like, yeah, I've applied to some, haven't gotten in, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, I know a lady. I'll, I'll give her a call. Let, just tell her, I'll let her know about you. Cause we talked about hangry and all the other stuff I do. And she's like, yes, you're definitely the kind of person they want on the team because you're going to fundraise. You're going to put it all in and you're definitely going to show up and run. Cause apparently people like sign up for this thing and they don't fundraise. And if they do fundraise, sometimes they don't even show up for the race. So like people aren't even getting bibs that could be getting bibs. And I was like, Oh no, that's definitely not me at all. I will be there. Um, but yeah, so I'm super, super excited that that worked out. Um, you know, I've filed my application and that sort of thing, got a call back and yeah, just a few days. And, and, you know, I had a phone call with them 
And then, you know, like 20 minutes after the phone call, I got an email saying, congratulations, welcome to the team. And I was so excited about it. So super sorry for that. You'll hear more about that. And I'll also be sharing. Um, you can actually donate to my fundraising page. It is on my website at www.flores.run. There's a Boston 2020 link at the very top. That's how you can give to my fundraising. But today we are going to kind of break down my races out in New England and really have the idea of being smart in, uh, during races or training this case, it was races. And kind of what I mean by being smart is I think there's a difference between pushing yourself, like when you're not feeling well, or, you know, pushing yourself to, to go to that next level and just being stupid, you know, doing things that are going to blatantly hurt you. Um, or you're just ignoring the warning signs. Um, I would say sometimes I'm, I'm pretty good with that. I thread the line, I think quite a bit, but I think most of the time I'm, I'm pretty smart about, knowing when a situation can go from good to bad and trying to, to stay on the good side um, as much as I can. And, and I bring this up because the new England races were really that kind of um, that kind of atmosphere atmosphere for me, the Connecticut um, first, you know, have traveling out there. We obviously traveled a lot smarter than we did for Morgantown. It wasn't, you know, overnight arriving at one o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, we spent an extra, we basically made it to like, all but like an hour and a half or two hours outside of Hartford, Connecticut on uh, two days before the race. And then we had enough time to relax before the day before the race, you know, go to the expo, hang out at the hotel and just relax and try to, you know, calm myself down. Cause I do still get nervous with the back-to-backs. I mean, I get nervous with every single race, which Kayla always laughs at. She's like, you've done enough of these. Why are you still nervous? I'm like, it's still a lot of miles and it's still not a guarantee that I'll, that I'll, you know, finish or do well, whatever the case might be. So, um, but yeah, but you know, everything was smooth at the start. Pace felt good. Um, the, the course was a little hillier than I expected. Um, so I started, you know, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. So I was playing in that a little smarter. Um, I hit the halfway point at two hours and 11 minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to throw down a negative split here. And so, you know, I'm not trying to go for like a 420 because initially my goal was 415, 420 for both races. And and I was like, you know what, with these hills, I need to back that off. And I was like, well, there's no way I'm running a 420 because I'm not running a negative split because part of it comes back the exact same way with the hills. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So I needed to back off a little bit. And then um, really by mile like 17 or so, I really started to feel um, like the fatigue come in. And I thought it was weird because I was like, I was on my nutrition schedule. I was drinking when I needed to side note, the one thing I didn't do that was probably not smart is I forgot to bring tailwind. And usually for these races, I'll carry tailwind, um, because they had noon at the aid stations. And for whatever reason, noon doesn't seem to give me the, the, the things I need, like, like a Gatorade or Powerade does, um, Powerade preferably. So I was like, Oh, I'll carry, I'll go get some tailwind from the local running store. But I'm like, it's not, that's it, not a very common thing that a lot of running stores are going to have, but maybe, and the running store that I actually stopped at only had scratch and I had scratch when I was hiking on the Appalachian trail, but that was the only time I've ever had it. And like, I told the guy at the store, I'm like, you know what they say? Always try something new on race day. Um, you know, very smart thing to do. Um, so I grabbed that and I think having that, I really wasn't, I was doing some of the noon, but it was really just water and then that scratch. And I think that was kind of my downfall. Like the gels weren't cutting it anymore. And, and by 17, I really started to feel it. Like my legs were heavy, uh, my breathing, I couldn't get in, in check. And I, I was just kind of like just rethinking things. And, and then I just had this thought of, 
if I push myself too hard, I might be able to finish faster. I might be able to, to get in under 430. But if I do that, I might feel like shit for the next day. And, and that's, that's the, the thinking there is, is, you know, there's more than just a single race. And, you know, in my personal case, there's more than just a single race. Obviously, if I was trying for a time goal or something like that, you know, I dig deep and you figure out a way to make it happen. Um, like I did in Georgia many years ago, but here it wasn't, it was just another race to, 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 you know, to be out in a new state, be in a new area. The crowd support was amazing. Volunteers were amazing. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy this race. You know, we're still going to try to put in, put in some good work, not just walk, you know, from 17 in, um, try to put some good work in and, and, um, push myself a little bit, but, you know, understand where that limit is. And it was, it was interesting because right around mile, a little after mile 22, I think it was, they had, uh, like a, section with like soda and stuff. And I remember them, I seen this, I remember, man, my language today. I remember seeing that, um, on their description of the course and stuff like that, talking about their aid. And they had one with, um, like sugary snacks and soda stuff to kind of give you the push, which I thought was, it's a smart thing because it obviously does help getting just that quick sugar, um, in your body. And you know, sometimes it's just mental as well, but we hit that aid station. And just before that, I had met a lady that was on her 41st state and we were chatting and we basically walked into that aid station, your power walking through into that aid station. And, you know, I pound some soda, they had some Jolly Ranchers. So I grabbed two Jolly Ranchers, put one in my mouth and then, you know, took one along the way. And then right after that lady's like, all right, let's pick it up and let's, you know, let's go. And we were probably running, you know, sub 10 minute mile at that point, um, which was faster than my last few miles. And, probably, I don't know, half a mile, three quarters of a mile in, she backed off saying, she's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta walk now. Cause she was just doing a, a walk run combo. And I just felt good. So I kept powering through and it made me feel really good. I was like, I think that the soda and the, um, the sugar definitely helped or the, the Jolly Rancher. Cause I don't do soda. I don't really do caffeine. I did the caffeine tablets at the race and I only like to do one of those. Um, so they're 200 milligrams and I just don't want to, go crazy on caffeine. Cause especially knowing that I wasn't getting the hydration I needed, I knew that was going to be a recipe for a disaster if I went, if I went too crazy on it. But yeah, um, I, you know, I powered through the rest of the race. I was trying to get on that four thirty. Like I said, I was, was getting, I was pretty close on pace. And then, um, at the final bridge climb, it, it put it just out of reach. Um, because it was just like an overpass and just a couple little rollers that kind of stunk. But again, it was one of those things where, you know, you readjust your goals based off of the, the circumstances kind of thing. And, and I was playing it smart knowing that there was another thing to happen because if I would have gone out too hard and screwed myself over for the next race, well, who's to say I would even finish the next race. And then, you know, it's a time and money aspect. And then me, you know, just like I said in a previous thing, when I talked about my goals, I tell so many people things I'm doing. It kind of gives me motivation and, and gives me um, kind of, uh, I, I was going to say validation, but that's not the word I'm looking for. It gives me like an urge to make sure I get the thing done, whatever that thing is that I actually get it done. If I'm telling people I'm going to do it. Um, so yeah, so I, you know, I, I raced out smart knowing that there was going to be a race the next day. And then um, when we head headed over to Rhode Island, um, it was a, you know, not too far of a drive. We made sure we had a little bit of traffic and stuff like that, but we tried to make sure that we, um, did the best thing we could in, in getting around and all of that. So we weren't on my, I wasn't on my feet too much. It was actually a lot cooler, um, than anticipated 
but, uh, but that luckily the race day, it was not that, but, oh, excuse me. I might have to edit that. No, I'm not going to, it's just a burp. Um, so my body was pretty beat up from the Connecticut race with all the Hills. I wasn't really anticipating all those Hills. And even with the rest that I got in between, you know, wearing my, wearing my tights and compression socks and rolling out and trying to stretch as much as I could, it, it really still wasn't the most ideal of situations, but you know, it's, it's a pack to back marathon. It's not supposed to feel great. Um, so in the starting line, I felt a little tight, um, you know, tried to shake it out a little bit, you know, luckily the beginning of the race in Newport, Rhode Island is straight uphill. So it kind of forced my muscles to kind of work and get over that fatigue because if not, I wasn't going to be getting up that hill. Um, and then from there, I actually, you know, got into a decent groove. It was side by side with a lady. Um, she had her headphones on, so we weren't even chatting, but basically just side by side, you know, hitting, hitting pretty decent splits. Um, for the first 10 or 11 miles I was with her and, uh, and all the details of the race, I don't want to get too much here because I'm going to write them all down in, in the blog and that'll be on race reports. It'll probably be a few weeks, honestly, before I get that race report in just because doing the back to backs and then just with the job and everything going on uh, right now, it's going to be a little bit delayed, but it will come. But yeah, around like mile 10 or 11 or so, when I started backing off of that lady's pace, I realized it was going to be... Um, it was going to be a tough second half of the race. I knew I wanted to at least push myself to get to the halfway mark in a pretty decent time. And I did, I did it in the two twelve. you know, so not too far off from the first day in the first half. So I still made me feel good that the legs were moving relatively okay. But I knew when I saw Kayla at mile 15, that I was going to have to be slowing down, um, to kind of play it smart, not because there was a race the next day, but because we had to drive 11 hours home. So, you know, it's like, I got to be in a car that long. If I'm feeling measurable, it's going to make the car ride even longer. And I didn't really want to deal with that. Um, the sun came out full force, um, on a day that was supposed to be like overcast and a little bit of wind, not, not crazy wind, but the overcast was supposed to be there and the sun was just out with very little clouds in the sky. Um, and that really started, the temperatures really started to increase a little bit. And that, that kind of helped force the decision of, Hey, we're going to be slowing down just a hair, you know, mixing in some walking and, but again, just enjoying myself. There was never a time that I was like down on myself cause I know I've had those races where I like slow down. It's like, this isn't what I was meant. This is not what I wanted to do. Why am I slowing down so much, you know, getting in my own head and, and kind of playing it like, a, you know, I guess I'm not very good or whatever the case may be. And this kind of just, uh, my head was in the right place, I guess would say, you know, again, the volunteers were nice and the spectators that, that were all over the course were super cool. And, um, the runners that I met were obviously really cool as well. And it just helped me, you know, really enjoy the race, you know, talk to people, hear their stories, hear why they're running. You know, there was a lady that was running her first time around mile 18, just felt like garbage and she was slowing down. And I stopped and walked with her for a second, you know, gave her some motivation, said she's looking great for her first marathon. She's going to kick ass. You know, she's only eight miles away. She's got this. And you could kind of tell that like a little bit of spark of, of happiness was through that. Um, and she, you know, she pushed through and, and I caught back up to her in a little bit and then she blew away and then I didn't, um, I didn't see her again. And she actually came up to me after the race. Um, when Kayla and I were sitting outside after the race and actually thanked me for, for the motivation and stuff. And her husband, like as she walked away, thanked me as well. But I'm like, it's those kind of things. Like those are the reason why I, you know, I do those things. I stop, I talk, I want to, I want I want to hear people's stories. Everyone's doing this for a reason. And, and obviously the podcast is all about that. And we get to share those stories, but 
Um, but back to the race itself, you know, knowing my stomach wasn't handling the gels great the day before I actually made it more of a case to do more of the sugar. So we actually stopped and got Powerade. So I had Powerade in my handheld, not any more of the scratch. And then I kind of had just Sour Patch Kids and Jolly Ranchers and Smarties were like kind of my thing. There was a lady at like mile four that gave away Smarties and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I had like a couple every few miles. Um, but you know, I just did that sugar, which is not necessarily the smartest thing to do because you're just going to get more dehydrated and it's not really any bit of nutritional value. Um, but Hey, you know, it helps you get through a race, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it, that race went longer than I anticipated. Um, but you know, I met some uh, cool people, obviously I'm have the opportunity to run Boston now because of someone I talked to. And, um, those things kind of happen. They have a way of happening the way they should. And, you know, who knows why I'm not going to get into that kind of thing. It's not my plan. So, um, but yeah, you know, I enjoyed myself that entire race. And I think that's kind of where my smart comes in. I know I do stupid things like, you know, run my age up 23 or whatever the case might be. But I think my smart comes in is I want, I'm doing this cause I want to enjoy it. You know, when I had my PR race run, I have other races where I hit time, when I hit time goals, it's hard to, you don't enjoy it as much. You enjoy the after fact cause you hit your goal or whatever the case might be. But with this whole journey, I've, I've gotten really keen on the idea of wanting to enjoy in the moment and kind of be present in that moment, not have that reflection back and go, Oh yeah, that was good. Like be right then and there knowing that this is exactly where I want to be. Um, and I'm having a great time. And I think that's where my being smart comes in. You know, I, I take that slow down um, and just, you know, reflect on the things I'm grateful for. And so thankful that I'm able to be even to be able to run, to have, um, the ability to, to run and to do the things and the ability to be able to travel and that sort of thing. You know, Kayla and I are obviously very blessed in that, that aspect, you know, to, to be able to have these opportunities to do this. And I don't want to ever take that for granted because I know, you know, accidents happen and things happen and, and running can be taken away from me at any time. And I don't want to look back and go, I wish I would have cherished those moments more. I want to actually just do it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where my being smart comes in is, you know, you have to, you know, what is his, I, I wrote down some notes and obviously I'm not even reading them, but first I want to be able to know that I need to slow down if I need to make it, you know, with the multiple races or anything like that. And then second, knowing that if I was miserable, I would feel miserable if I pushed too hard. And then the third is I wanted to be able to enjoy it. So it's like, it was kind of like three pieces, especially for, man, that's rough today, uh, specifically for the Rhode Island race. But, um, and yeah, like I said, there's sometimes you got to push through discomfort and, you know, to hit a goal or to hit some sort of mark or whatever the case might be. But you have to, you have to really, you have to really be honest with yourself. I think is really what it comes down to is, you know, there's certain times where your day, that's not your day. And everyone has those where that day is just not your day. And you just need to, you know, get through it. You need to, you know, get a gut check and just power through it and make it happen. But yeah, I mean, I think you just need to enjoy it and, and you making that smart decision to not put yourself in a, in a bad one. And it's not even necessarily putting yourself in like harm's way physically, you know, like, you know, straining a muscle or doing anything like that. But like, you can beat yourself up pretty bad mentally. Like I said, I've been in some races where I've been in like some real dark places for a long time during the race, because, you know, I'm talking down to myself and that I'm not worth it. And I don't, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And, you know, especially with like the podcast now, it's like, well, do people even want to listen to this, you know, and you get into those like 
um, you get into that, that habit in your, in your brain of telling you those kind of things. And you can really build your, beat yourself up mentally in those circumstances. If you push yourself too hard and you're not smart, you know? Um, yeah, I just think, I think there's a lot to it that we don't, that sometimes we don't think about. We think about the physical aspect of it. But we don't really think about the mental. And I think the mental has, if not more importance than some of that physical, because running is mostly mental. I mean, there's your body is saying you shouldn't be doing this because it's feeling, you know, quote unquote pain when really it's just feeling discomfort and that separation, you know, I, on uh, running beer and BS, we talked a, a full episode about pain versus discomfort. And I don't remember what episode it is, but you can check through the uh, archives of that. But that was definitely a good sit down talking about that kind of thing of, you know, when is it pain or when is it uncomfortable? And, you know, you got to get comfortable with discomfort. You got to push through it. Only you're going to know it's right for you. You know, I can't tell you that, you know, maybe, maybe my slowing down, you take that as well. You should have just pushed harder and you still would have been able to do fine. Cause obviously we had sugar when you got sugar and you, you were okay. But, um, you know, that's what worked for me and, you know, something's going to work differently for you, but don't want, I don't want to give this as an excuse to sell yourself short though. You know, being smart, you've got to be honest with yourself, but that goes both ways of when to stop and when you have more, especially like you said, if it's a goal race or something like that, know when you have more and, and, you know, use that. But, you know, you also need to be honest with yourself and know when you need to back off and be smart. But yeah, that's a, that's a highlight of my uh, races out in New England and kind of the idea of being smart. I know it's kind of repetitive, but I think it's important to know when, when you should push yourself, when you should be smart, you know, be smart about the idea and maybe slow down or back off just a hair, you know, maybe backing off is just slowing down just a hair. And then, you know, until you catch yourself and then, you know, push yourself again. But yeah, I don't know. I see too many people fall short and then they never try again. Um, and I don't, I don't want that to be the case with any of you guys, you know, cause you guys are all amazing and I don't want to see that, but yeah. Um, wanted to give some, recommendations and stuff. I just got my Knox gear vest. Um, I don't think I've talked about this before. Obviously you should be smart when you're running out, especially as the time change is coming up here in a few weeks, um, where we're going to lose some more daylight in the morning, um, and the evenings as well. So you want to make sure you're, uh, I guess it's really only the evening cause it's being pushed back, but it'll be the mornings. It's dark. It's going to be pitch black for a while, uh, especially here in the Midwest. Obviously it depends on where you live with the, with the, uh, what the sun is doing, but you want to, uh, be safe out there and knocks your vest. They are a great led vest. Um, not a sponsor of the show or anything like that. I just love their stuff. I actually just bought a second one because the first one I basically let get corroded and I probably could clean it and bring it back to health. Um, they offered to do it when it was within warranty and I just pushed it off, pushed it off and then forgot about it, honestly. Um, so nothing on them. It's all me on this case, but so I just bought another one. <laughs> uh, so I have another one. I'll be using that here once I get back in there. And like I said, I haven't gotten back to the races yet. Um, but once I do, we'll go through that route. And then next week I actually have, uh, on the show, a guest, uh, talking about perseverance. Um, or at least that's the plan to talk about perseverance. She's actually recording here in about 30 minutes. I've got a call with her to record that episode. So I'm not going, not knowing where the conversation itself will go, but I can guarantee you guys are going to love, love her, love her story. Um, I'm really excited to be able to share her story. Um, because there's, there's a lot to it. 
And I think it's going to be something that we really want to hear. I know she's kind of nervous to talk about it. So hopefully it'll be a, a fun time and we don't have to worry about too many, uh, um, issues on her part of, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to say or stumbling on our words or anything like that. So she was kind of worried about that, but I think we'll be, uh, we'll be all right when it comes to that. But, um, as always, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run would love if you subscribe to the podcast. Also leave a review. We've gotten a few ratings and stuff like that, but leave a text review that also helps the little algorithm and that sort of thing. And people to find us, um, you know, obviously more likes and stuff like that makes it a little easier for people to find the podcast. And I really do appreciate it because I'm looking at them and reading them as well. But you can always visit my website at www.flores.run. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time and we'll see you guys next week.